Riley, I'm home. It's been a long time, Dennis. It's been a long time. I spent a, a week and a half just now in the States, and it was mm-hmm. rife with two things. One, podcast content. I am packed to the gills, and I'm going to oh, meter yeah. it out over the next month and a half to you. <laughs> it's, in, in, it's very frustrating in, because like, I messaged Dennis like while he was I'm like, hey, man, how's your trip going? Good. Okay, yeah. Any highlights? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. And then he got back and we were chatting. I'm like, no, tell me about the trip. He's like, no. <laughs> no, of course I'm not going to. You will learn about it in 45-minute chunks like everybody else. <laughs> I get slightly earlier access than the patrons, but not by much. Not by much, especially not today. <laughs> not yeah, by much. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was rife with two things. One, content, and two, delays, really. <clears throat> So, so was I this because I know I know a little little foreshadowing for what three or four episodes from now yeah. you got delayed in Chicago Airport the, uh, the, the, back, the city yeah. of love you got a, you got delayed there <laughs> for twenty seven hours yeah that was pretty brutal that's not the delay I want to talk about today though are we talking about different delays we're talking about the departure delay right so we haven't even left Ireland yet <laughs> and yeah the already- first part of this America story takes place entirely in our, within Ireland. And you're already harvesting the content. You were, you were there, you were, you know, you with Nikki, you with your mum, your dad, and you're there just in the notes app writing down everything that happens because you're like, this is gold, solid gold content. This is just all exactly going to right. to this. So we were so what happened? Riding. We were on the tarmac. Mm-hmm. And first of all, they were like, oh, there's a problem with the potable water on the plane. Okay. So we need to change some things to get more potable water on the plane, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Should it take about 20 minutes? Well, cool. That's fine. That happens. Mm. This is a big plane. I think it was a 747. Might have been a 757. One of the big ones that what goes across the Atlantic. So one of, one of the big, Yeah, they're not sending small ones across the Atlantic. No. They're not, they're no. not putting you up there in a Cessna. No, no, no. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not going up. I was in the Eleanor Roosevelt. I met the Amelia Earhart. We're not going up with Amelia <laughs> I mean, Earhart. if Eleanor Roosevelt, was, I mean, she wouldn't be flying you any across the Atlantic any better than uh, Amelia Earhart would be. That's right. That's true, too. Um, so sitting in the time back in the area, and they're like, okay, well, we've missed our... Um, We've missed our Wait, no, sorry. Excuse to- me. Amelia Earhart went missing over the Pacific, I'm pretty sure. Uh, is I'll that right? Sh- I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's specific. I think she did fly over the Atlantic successfully. I think it was the Pacific what got her. Do we have any aeronautics ex- experts that can write into the podcast? Can write into- <laughs> or or I, can, I can just do a Google search while you're talking, like what you always so. do when I'm when I'm telling you something you're not interested in. Go on. That's fair enough. So at the time, right then, one of these big planes, and like, oh, we've missed our slot to take off, so we can't take mm-hmm. off on whatever it is, the East Runway or whatever. So we yeah. have to take we have to take off on the west runway in the opposite direction. This happens all the time. Not a big deal. Might be ten have minutes. To, have we to check Ewing. Uh, yeah. Can confirm it was in the Pacific. It was between Papua New Guinea and uh, the. I uh, know she got to, from Papua New Guinea to Howland Island and then went missing from Howland Island between Howland Island and Honolulu in Hawaii. Mm, Papua New Guinea was probably just Papua Guinea at the time. I was probably, probably, probably would have been Papa very New Guinea, I suppose. <laughs> Papa extremely New Guinea. Ex- Papa brand New Guinea, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're like, oh, let's take off the opposite direction, do you, no problem. When there's a delay, a little bit, and the pilot comes on and he's like, so the airport manager here has said, we can't go that way today. This has never happened before. And now... Our plane is too heavy to go on the other runway because it's not like it'll just sink into the concrete. What? Yeah. What do you mean it'll sink into the concrete? Was the, the what the runway's made of marshmallows? What are you talking about? Oh, do you not know if, if you leave a? I mean, I think it's more likely the runway isn't long enough. But do you know if you leave a plane lo- too long on a runway, it'll just sink? Because it's because it's just that heavy. It's just that heavy, yeah. And oh, I guess runways must be built of like 
softer concrete because that's where the planes land. That doesn't. I'm really just talking about. Mm, we're bum. stretching now. Yeah. I'm like, so no, no. But you're saying the runway is in like the actual runway where they take off and land. Like you can leave a plane on tarmac at the departure gate. So that is that a different. It must be, or they put it in, or the or the hangar must be a different concrete. I know, but I know. Example in in hit music will come from away. They have to move the planes because they're sinking. Okay. Oh well. I mean, so you're you're yeah. Whereas I'm relying on pure guesswork. You're relying on a very serious and a musical knowledge. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I apologize. Anyway, all right. So what so was the next step then? The next step then is like, okay, cool. So we just need to um take some cargo out of the plane. Uh, something that most people don't know is that any any plane, volunteers. <laughs> yeah, right. Is when planes fly, they take all your luggage and about three or four times as much weight as that is just stuff what they're carrying. Post packages, yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where airlines make a lot of their money. So the fact that they're yeah. willing to do that is pretty, pretty. That means they're in pretty dire straits to get this plane off the ground. Yep. And then he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna take some fuel out of the plane." And I was like, "Oh, don't." Know All right. That. Well, that's I, now I'm starting to be like, "Well, can we cut any any passengers who don't really want to go to New York yeah, today?" Yeah, yeah. Anybody, anybody you know? not not too keen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were in the tarmac overall ride for about four and a half hours. Did you get to leave the plane? Nope. Oh, um. Goodness. And at one point, the pilot comes on, and this is the part I really want to talk about. He's like, okay, guys, here's the deal. I've been a pilot 40 years. This has literally never happened to me before. Don't know what to tell you. This airport manager is just being an asshole. So oh, it's his. Just it's his. Th- threw him oh, under yeah. the, well, not the, not the, the bus, threw him under the plane. Under the plane. And he, right, he was like, so um, he's the reason you guys are going to be four or five hours late getting to your vacation. Mm-hmm. So... If you want to dial this number, extension 433, and give him no. a piece of your mind, be my guest. And he's like, no. read that number again. I've given it to all the air, uh, all the air hostesses. If you ask any of them, like any who'd read it out, and was like, if you guys want to give him a piece of your mind, please, I would advise you to do so. I was like, oh, that my God. is unbelievable. It was crazy. I've never seen anyone turn on what is ostensibly one of their colleagues so yeah. fast. That's so unprofessional. It was sick, though, dude. <laughs> it was so cool. Because the thing is, like, the thing about the, the announcements they make, I assume they're always lying. And I'll tell you why, right? In the 70s, there was a guy, we don't know his name, we call him D.B. Cooper, but he hijacked Oh, yeah, D.B. Cooper, baby. He smuggled a bomb onto a plane, right? And then hijacked it allegedly. by very calmly talking. Well, no, not, what do you mean? Not allegedly. The, he smuggled the, a, suit, a, a mysterious suitcase onto a plane. Okay, he did. Like, this happened. This isn't an alleged thing. He did get onto the plane. Sure, sure, sure. An alleged bomb, sure, certainly. He had alleged explosives, right? Anyway, um, he spoke to the the flight attendants. They alerted the captain. And the captain made up some nonsense, right? Yep, yep, yep. And was like, oh, we're just having uh, some issues with our landing gear. So we're just going to something. No, no, it wasn't even that. It was like like a landing slot or something. So we're just going to be in a holding pattern for a while. We're really sorry about the delay, but we landed. Well, there's an active like terrorist situation on the plane. Exactly. On the plane, because obviously you don't want to threaten anyone. And then a friend of mine who works on an airline was like, oh, you know how there's the whole like emergency, like the masks fall out and like there's the Mm -hmm. oxygen that comes that sort of stuff. She's like, that doesn't do anything. The masks aren't connected to anything. It's to keep people busy so they don't panic when the plane's going down. The masks definitely are connected to oxygen masks. Well, I don't believe your friend. I, I don't believe your friend about that. I do believe apparently that- they're not right. That's I look. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But all look. And, and the, the thing is, Dan, what does your what does your, your what, what does your friend do? Uh, flight attendant. There's no way that's true. The thing idiot. is, Dennis. Dennis, irrelevant. It doesn't matter if it's true or not, right? Because the fact is, either. What she said is the attendant is true and the airlines are lying, right? Mm-hmm. Or what she said is not true and she, as a flight attendant, is lying. All I'm saying is mm. airplanes in general and the staff thereof, hotbed of lies. Can't trust a word they say. 
I agree with that. I, I think that's definitely true. Um, my a similar piece of advice. My uncle, um, sounds so made up, but he did. Uh, he used to work for Rolls Rolls Royce, who make among other things jet engines. Yes. Yeah. Um, and when he started working there, he was like doing all the like some like computer modeling for like the cutting the molds they use to like cut the individual components of the jet engines, like really, mm-hmm. really like nanometer precision stuff. And what do you say? We don't actually know how these things fly. We just oh, we just hope we guess every time it's luck. Whenever a plane uh, it's like a it's like a bee. We actually don't know how they fly. It's just, it's just <laughs> pure, pure luck. No, he refuses to fly. Ever since he's worked oh, there. Oh, geez, that's much worse. <laughs> so like when he goes, he lives in Germany, and when he goes back yeah. to Croatia, he drives. That's a long drive. It is, Riley, and it's a short flight. <laughs> yeah, this is like the owner of a restaurant not eating what their kitchen puts out. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I would. I have another friend who works at Facebook, right? Or mm. at Meta now, I suppose. Yeah. And we were all talking about how we got Oculuses during lockdown. It was fun. It's like, oh, I'm never getting one of those. Like, the privacy implications of that are crazy. And I was like, you yeah. work for the company that makes this thing. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, of course. I've just given up on that. Like, I, Google just know everything about me, dude. I mean, my yeah, phone's fine with the that. whole time. Well, whatever, dude. I mean, at this point, it's, I'm too, it's too late. I mean, I'm too deep. They know everything. No, Google knows everything about me. So whatever. At this, at this stage, who cares, you know? But I was hoping, have you ever had, have you ever dealt with an employee? And it's a little bit different because this, this, this pilot went absolutely nuclear on this airport. Mm manager but employee who's just like look man i'm just doing my job here and i I, i'm not interested in pretending anymore i mean this this happened relatively recently i got thrown under the bus by another teacher in a classroom so i'm 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 a bit of a softy with kids like i don't i'm not i'm not much of a disciplinarian i'm not very strict at all and i was in my classroom the kids were just like chatting just a, a just an amount of noise while they're working on like a, a, a communal or collaborative like fractions activity, right? The dentists among them are out there distracting other children. Exactly, know? running interference, that sort of stuff. And they're just chatting. Anyway, this other teacher comes in and she's like, excuse me, what is this level of noise? Children, children, I do not expect, like just give him a bit of a, a tongue lashing. And I'm just standing there like, yeah, <laughs> this is my classroom and I'm pretty happy with how they're getting that on is, with stuff because they're having that a good That is kind of shitty. Just, it was really, I, and, and then the funny thing is, she left, shut the door, and one of the kids was like, "Did you just get in trouble with like another teacher?" And I'm like, "Oh I guess wow, how, how astute of that kid! Holy crap!" Yes, I, I, was, I was about to get sent, sent to the principal. I don't know. I didn't. I, I I didn't like it. I didn't raise it because I don't. I didn't want to rock the boat. But like, I really didn't like it that, um, that happening. No, so that, I kind of got throat. She she's very much, she didn't, she's, un, she's undermining you, whether she means to or not. A little bit, but it wasn't quite her being, you know, this pilot like the airport manager and then, you know, saying to all the kids and here's, you know, the email address of the principal. Make sure you go home and tell your parents to complain about how bad Riley's been as your teacher today. You know, she didn't quite go that far. Um, I mean, let me tell you, I think it worked because a lot of people people called that airport manager and about 45 minutes later we were in the air (laughs) having taken off on the runway we apparently weren't allowed to. So just a really, really strategic, a really tactical approach there from the pilot being like, this is going to be the fastest way for us to get in the air. That's what it says in the manual. It's like, try this, reset the engines, defuel mm. the plane, take out the cargo, yeah. um, dox the airport manager. Yeah. Throw it's the, the airport manager step. under the bus to get, get it. Yeah. Do you know I, don't think you finished your, I don't think you finished your D.B. Cooper story, by the way. Well, that was it. I mean, if you want to go and get the full story. Oh, that is lying? episode seven. You can go and have a I think it's episode seven. You can go and have a listen to have that. You, Much better podcast have you heard the theory that D.B. Cooper is Tommy Wiseau? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put forward, I think, by Randall Munro from XKCD. Yeah, because he's uh, he's got a lot of money, speaks with a strange yep. accent like this guy on the plane did. Yeah, well, no Dean Cooper asked for like $50,000 in negotiable American currency. And it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> Which is a weird way to put it, for sure. Yeah, no, really interesting story. Half our sister .net, get across it. Anyway, I've just thought of another thing that happened to me at the last school I worked at back in Germany. Mm-hmm. Which isn't quite the same because it wasn't public facing, but it was a very awkward situation where this employee, this this colleague of mine, um, actually, it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's a good story, so I'm going to tell it anyway. So she was uh, working with some of the kids in my class, right? And she had an approach that she was taking with them that I didn't necessarily agree with. I wasn't getting in the way of her doing, uh, like taking this approach, right? But it, it certainly was, we weren't really synced up on a solution that we were taking with some of these kids that needed a bit of extra support. And I was at the photocopy, you know, photocopying some stuff like that. And she walks out of the staff room and doesn't see me and just, oh, dude, she is tearing strips off me. Talking to another teacher. Oh, he just he just won't, like, he's not helping with this at all. And it's just, oh he's my been God. so, like, was, like, all this stuff like that. And I was like, all, all the stuff she said was reasonable. Like, it was, it, she wasn't being really belligerent. But the way she was taught, she never would have said that sort of stuff. Like, man. Well, of course and, not. She clearly, she clearly didn't know you could hear her. <laughs> then the person she was talking to started doing the high eyebrows to her. Right. And started doing like, like this. And then eventually I was just like, oh, um, sorry, if you want to like talk about this further, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize it was, you know, bothering you. And she looked around and her face just goes white. Like she's, oh, she was so, so embarrassed. Oh, mortified. Right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But it ended up having a very positive outcome because it ended up, she came, she was very apologetic the next day. She brought me in some home-baked cookies, which I was like, absolutely. I will go through this every day of the I week. Would not, getting, dude, I would not <laughs> eat those. Those would be poisoned. No, because no, the apology is very heartfelt. If, if I'm getting 12, if I'm getting a dozen like chalky chip cookies freshly made from home, right, I'll have an argument with a colleague every day. Anyway, so she came and we talked about it. We came to a solution that was much better. But just that, like, that look on her face when she – because, yeah, like paying someone out when – you don't realize that they can hear you doing it. Like it's like sending a text message to someone. Like if I want to, if I'm annoyed with you, and I like, I don't know, message. I, I, I want to message. I don't know, Jeff, about how annoyed I am with you, and instead I send you the message instead of Jeff. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it, 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 oh, it's mortifying, right? I have had, Jeff has sent one of the worst, one of those by mistake. And I don't know if you'd appreciate me telling the story in the podcast, but whatever. Well, no, it didn't, <sighs> this didn't happen to Jeff, did it? it I, I thought you told me it happened to someone else. Yeah, it happened to somebody else. Yeah, it happened to somebody who uh, definitely so, isn't Jeff. Yeah, what happened? What yeah, was the story so, again? So my friend Jeff, he... Um, he <laughs> Different sent, Jeff. Different Jeff. He sent a Snapchat to a friend of ours at like 2 a.m. And my friend gets some notifications of, bloop, Jeff has sent you a Snapchat. And then a half a second later, a text in all caps that says, Do not open! Not intended for you! Never open! <laughs> Which is so good! <laughs> oh, did he open no. <laughs> he didn't. Oh, I think it's, wow. I think it's still unopened on his phone. Yeah, still. Oh, he's got that on Jeff, doesn't he? Oh, he's got so that on Jeff. Good. If do Jeff ever open. steps out of line, he can say, well, I'll open that Snapchat, man, if you're not careful. <laughs> Never open. Do not open. Yeah. All right, you mentioned the, the teacher's staff room. And um, mm. when, I was a, when I was in school as a kid, mm. I only ever caught glimpses of the staff room. And I'm sure you were the same. Yeah. Oh, the staff room is, is it, a magical, a magical mystery, well, mystery place. Like, a place in my with, head... It's this like Elysium type eyes wide shut sort of party. Yeah, we're, All we're, we're day being long. fanned by palm leaves and hand fed peeled grapes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, everyone's wearing masks and yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is that what it's really like back there? What it is mainly is people drinking instant coffee and complaining very loudly about meetings Children. or parents or teachers or students or 
Yeah, I mean, talking about other teachers that they don't think are in the room is a big. That's part of true it, you know? too. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Huge I was about to say. I imagine it's just shitty filter coffee and mm. bad vibes for the most part, like any staff room. I don't know, but the bad teachers love to complain. Like teachers love to complain. Like I, well, I guess this, you know, most most people enjoy having a, having a whinge about stuff. But yeah, no teachers right, often. Um, as a teacher, you spend most of your day with people not only who you can't really see eye to eye with because they're children, but well, they're also a lot shorter be, than you, Dennis. Come on, that's a bit unfair. What do you want to do? They can stand enough. on a chair, I guess, if you want them to stay. Yeah, <laughs> come. But also, people you can't have a real honest conversation with a lot of the time i don't know why the default is then just to complain i certainly don't get involved in any of that i don't really like whinging about stuff even if it's you know anyway well, that's what the that's what the podcast is for for you right well that's get right that's, this is my outlet i really didn't want to get back into school chat like I, I feel like school chat is very slow it's slowly but surely like overtaking the podcast let's get away from school chat let's get back to dennis travel chat because there's so much else i mean we got you're saying you want oh, group feeders was- across weeks but like what 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 happened how was so- the like where'd you land new york Hang on a second. Something else that happened before we left the tarmac and Dublin. Oh, but we still haven't left <laughs> Ireland. Yeah, it's still, hell. We're All still right. in the second anime where they go to the beach. We're going to milk this. Um, so I was I had, I had to ask a very weird favor. The second we got in the... Actually, we're in the air at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was on United, so I had the United Wi-Fi that you can use for texting, but you can't use it for like general web browsing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was watching Barry Season 3 on the seat back on the plane. A good show. I'd recommend it. Um, but here's the trouble, Riley. I'd forgotten what had happened in Season 2. And there was All no right. recap. So you're trying and to piece it together from context clues or what? No, I couldn't look it up because I only had the messaging Wi-Fi, right? <gasps> oh, so dude. I sent a- oh, my, oh, I know what you did. What do you think I did? You, you messaged someone and was and you were like, hey, can you send me the plot synopsis of- That's exactly what I yeah. did. <laughs> oh, you're so smart, Dennis. You're the smartest person I know. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> That's exactly. I messaged several people, people yes. who I knew had watched, people who I knew who didn't care about it. Steve hasn't watched it, doesn't care. Lauren Ushin had watched it. I hit them all up. I was like, and then Lauren, bless her heart, was like, yeah, no problem. Here it comes. And she just yeah. copy pasted me yeah. episode by episode yeah. synopsis. I was like, thanks a million, mate. Cheers. Perfect. That's perfect, dude. Oh, that's so resourceful. Good. Resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> Find, you found the loophole, man. You can't go to the Wikipedia page. Well, I got halfway through episode one of season three and I was like, uh. I don't what? know who these people are. I don't know what the, what's the relationship. Why are they cross with each other? This doesn't make any well, I, sense. I was especially confused because I just watched season one again with Nikki. You hadn't seen it before, so I was like, "Hang on, what? Where does the gap? Hang on, I missed. I messed up now." Um, and yeah, Lauren just sent me all the episode summaries. It was very helpful. Yeah, yeah. See, I did try. That's... I did try the other th- another hack, which unfortunately didn't work. I tried sending myself a www.wikipedia.org link in Facebook. Try open it inside the Facebook Messenger browser. No, it's not that, is it? That's not. I thought that, that would work. That no, didn't work. No, I thought of everything. No, no, no. But you still found a loophole. Do you save? Here's a question. Do you save films for the plane? Some like, like onto my device. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. I mean, yes, I do. Yes, I do. As in, like a film comes out because you love the cinema. You love going to the cinema, right? Uh, I don't go as much as I used to, but I, I, yeah, generally, yes. Are there any films that come out that you're like, I'll watch that in a plane. I'm not going to. Like, you know, oh, when a video yeah. game comes out, like, like Stray, right? I'll buy that I'll buy that in the Steam sale. I'm not going to pay full price for it. When a film comes out, well, like, eh, I'll watch it on a plane. Yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. Eternals is one of those movies which I ended up not watching because it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think about other movies. <laughs> I, I still have Morbius in the bank, really, to watch on a plane when the time comes. <laughs> when the time's right, yeah. When the when time's it, right. When, when it is indeed Morbin time, then you'll be ready when to When it is yeah. indeed Morbin time, but it was not this time, unfortunately. So, are we getting any America chat today? Are we are we landing in New York? No, 
Oh, my goodness. Next time on Have a Listen to This. <laughs> Dennis lands in New York. How many, how many, how many episodes? Have we, how many... How how many weeks are you going to milk out of this America trip? So let's see what I have in my notes app. In my notes app, I have plane pilot gave out number and Barry episode summaries. That's the first two. Okay. Yep. And then the other three I have are Hotel Purgatory, Disappointing Sights, and Dolan Springs. Dolan Springs. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something from Fallout New Vegas. Was that near Vegas? It was quite near Vegas, actually. <laughs> oh, it probably is from Fallout New Vegas then. Wait, is it? It's it's, a, it's just a little town in the middle of the desert. Is it, that in New York? It probably is. That, is. Yeah, I bet it is because yeah. like um, some yeah, Dolan Dol- Springs, Arizona, Dolan Springs. I bet it is in uh, Fallout New Vegas. Photos at Fallout New Vegas, Dolan Springs, Fallout New Vegas, Dolan Springs, Arizona. Land. This is on MapQuest. I really want. No, it doesn't seem to be there. They didn't. They didn't quite. Um, they didn't quite expand all the way out to that way, did they? No, it's uh, it looks far, like there is. Like, there's a tag on like Foursquare for Fallout New Vegas in Dolan Springs. Why? Uh, what is here? Hang I don't know. Second. There's some connection there. Well, we'll explore that. Maybe that'll be what. Maybe you're feigning ignorance, and we're going to talk about that because Fallout New Vegas. It was nothing film, to do with a classic no, film, classic I, uh, video game. I did replay New Vegas recently in preparation for going back to the desert. Oh yeah, just to and well, also to just learn your way around. The city, the like once you were there, yeah, you know, yeah. the strip, find out where all the stuff is. Couldn't find the Lucky go. 38. That was rough. I don't know where that went. No, I don't think it's been built yet, right? <laughs> I suppose that's technically true, isn't it? They've still got, what, 50, 50 odd years to build that one. So, yeah, yeah. Fallout New Vegas, you should play it if you haven't. Dennis, I haven't traveled. Well, I've traveled a little bit. I traveled to Brisbane. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, an hour in the car. Um, had a good time, actually. I went down with Megan. We went and hung out with uh, David Mindsy Mines, one of the most famous Australian Magic the Gathering players ever to have existed. Great bloke. Had a lovely That's dinner niche. with him. Dennis, we went to... Uh, can I tell you the name of the place we went to for dinner? Where'd you go? It was Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. I'm looking up the menu right now for Big Roddy's. This feels like this feels like Peter's Pizza. Big Rip, Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. Now, Roddy was not that big, right? There's two big of these, Roddy. There's, there's two of these. Yeah, we went to the one West End on Fish Lane. It was very good. There's one in South, yeah, one in South Brisbane, yeah. 67 Fish Lane. There was another one in yep. Fortitude Valley, Queensland. No, I didn't go to Fortitude Valley. I didn't go to the Valley. But we had a great time and the food was fantastic. It was, it was so much food that I actually had to take some of it home in a, in a takeaway container, which is very unusual because I can put it away when I need to. Um, but the ribs were indeed ripping. Roddy, not that big. Yeah, so. even, even from the little cartoon version on the logo, he looks relatively svelte. Yeah, he's not. He's not a big. He's not a big bloke. Uh, also, not a shack, like just a, a full structure. Just a building that seemed to be completely up to code. It wasn't a sort of a you know a half baked shelter made of, uh, of 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 driftwood and and dude. This palm guy's leaves. got the the merch on. Oh my god, he's got. They've got their own sauces. They make. They got clothes. They mm. make golf balls. Why do they make golf balls? I don't know. Big Roddy's just really loves his golf. Loves loves a, loves a bit of uh, loves, loves a bit of ball chess. Loves to go and kiss the egg, Dennis. I don't know. They anyway. sell a twenty five dollar premium leather golf glove with this dude's face on. I think Big Roddy is his own biggest fan, honestly, and good on him because I tell you what, he makes some ripping ribs. Anyway, so we went there. That was I great. What'd you get? What'd you get? Did you get the beef short ribs? Uh, no, I got the uh, I got the brisket. Baby back. The I got brisket. the brisket and oh baby, oh baby, it was good. I got the brisket and the uh, and the wings, and uh, you yeah, know I went to town. I had a great time. It was a very very good meal. Anyway, no 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 no, we're not getting off this just yet because right before we started recording, Riley, we made fun of America for not being able to sell unpasteurized milk, right? Okay, yeah. And then you said to me, well, it's the same reason you can't you can't sell it in Australia either. That's why you can't get poutine here. Yeah, and Megan got the big. Poutine. Has it has poutine in the menu? 
Yeah, it's not proper poutine, man. It a says Canadian? genuine Aussie cheese curd. Yeah, but they're not. Well, that's the thing, genuine Aussie cheese curd, right? It's oh, what so passes for cheese, cheese curd, curd in Australia, right? <laughs> if a Canadian were to set foot into Big Roddy's refinery, Adam Savadan would round Roddy into his own merch store. <laughs> right? If Adam Savadan were to were to, you know, stoop through the doorway of I mean, Adam Savadan is a lot bigger than bloody Big Roddy. Big Adam, mm, we should call mm, him. Big, anyway, he big would, Adam's ripping rip, rip, rip poutine shack. He would spontaneously combust at the size at the side of what they are calling poutine over there. You know, I mean, Adam's not an angry man, but he would put his he would put his fist through the uh, he'd put his fist through the, the the bloody wall. I reckon if he if he were to see that because it was it's a yeah, it's not poutine anyway. Um. Uh, long-time listeners will remember we don't really do follow-ups on the show um, and we're mm-hmm. not going to make a habit of this but many many moons ago you remember Dennis I talked about how I was starting my Discworld collection how I was very excited going around mm-hmm. to secondhand bookshops and buying uh, all sorts of Discworld books and that the first one that I went to they had like 20 and uh, you know made a huge start to my collection and since then I have found two um, <laughs> okay slow down slow down a little been to a lot of secondhand bookshops across a lot of the country and it is just really far, hard to find Terry Pratchett uh, books. So I gave up. Uh, and Dennis, I gave up after going to a, a famous secondhand bookshop in um, in Brisbane, which <laughs> out the front of it has the sign, very large, one million books. Not one million books for sale or here just the phrase one million books just one million books maybe they maybe it is a bit of creative advertising in that you know they're not saying there are a million books inside it's like when mcdonald's started using a hundred percent aussie beef in their burgers you would assume dennis that that would mean that they were using beef that was sourced a hundred percent of this beef was sourced from australia correct mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not so a hundred percent aussie beef was beef that was made by a company called a hundred percent aussie yeah yeah the beef was not 100% Australian as it was. Anyway. So this, um, was, I, at, um, this was at, it looks like, Archives Fine Books. Yeah, and uh, can I tell you, the books were very fine. There was an old book there from the 17th century that they wanted 15 grand for. Didn't get that one. Didn't, um, didn't bring that one home with you? No, but there were very many, very, very many books. Of course, they had the classic Manette Walters, shape, The Shape of Snakes. I think it's legally mandated that secondhand bookshops have at least one copy of Manette Walters, The Shape of Snakes. I don't know what why. What the hell is that? It's just a book that is in every secondhand bookshop, man. I guarantee you, go to a secondhand bookshop and you will find a copy of Manette Walters' The Shape of Snakes. I don't know what I is mean, happening with that book. This is not a very well-received The synopsis on this book page is two lines long. It's so this bad, is- Dennis. It's so bad that when people read it, they take it back. They just like, I don't That's want it true. in the house. It instantly gets dumped in the second book. That's true. It has to be a very specific kind of book where I guess I guess you need a really enticing cover or cover art and then a really disappointing actual book to end up in a second book. Or it has to be room. so bad that it makes you angry to look at it that you're like, I, you, to, you, you know, you got to return it. No, no, we don't, we don't accept returns. We're not exchanging these. All right, I just, I'll take to, I don't care. You have, to bought it in the fr- you have to have bought it in the first place, though. Yeah. Something needs to sucker you in. Oh, sure. So it needs to have, yeah, That's I see what you're saying. It has to have a cover that makes you go, oh, I'll buy this. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I've heard make, good things about the trip from, The Shape of Snakes. Exactly. To make to make the trip from bookstore to secondhand True. bookstore. Yes. Yeah. That's, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't consider, I don't know who's buying new copies. Let me tell you, if you need to complete a, colo- a copy of Manette, I've seen more copies of Manette Walter's The Shape of Snakes than I have Discworld novels, and I've been actively searching for Discworld novels. Anyway, I've I went to this place, novels. one million books, right? At least one of them was Manette Walters' The Shape of Snakes, but exactly zero of them were Terry Pratchett's Discworld, celebrated Discworld series. 
Is that so I the gave trick? up and I bought them all online instead. So <clears throat> they're on their way. Um, yeah, no, the question is that the trick, the rally? Do they have a half a million copies of Manette Walters, The Shape of Snakes, out back, and that's how they hit their million book quota? I reckon if I went to the front desk and I was like, look, I've counted, there's not a million. And she's like, we've got a warehouse. All right, what's in the warehouse? <laughs> it's a million, it's half a million copies of Manette Walters, The Shape of yeah, Snakes. Yeah, it's, it's Ron Swanson. I want all your all your eggs. I want all of your copies of Manette Walters, The Shape of Snakes. And she's I'm like, well, I, I, hope, I hope you've brought several 18 wheelers because we're going to yeah, yeah. be here a while. <laughs> Riley, um, I want to circle back very briefly because a couple of episodes ago, and again, this is the follow-up oh, episode that turns out. we got to, we got to really be careful with follow-ups, Dennis, because it's well, dangerous territory. We usually forget everything we talk about on the show. Well, I remember this one because we talked about food challenges before. Mm-hmm. Big Roddy's Riley has a food challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it ever on the table to attempt the Hungry Horn oh, not, Challenge? Not even remotely because, again, as I said in that episode, well, as I would have said in that episode, I believe, I can't remember, but I guess I said mm-hmm. something like, they're definitely set up for you to lose, right? Right. It's n plus. It's it's average. It's meant the average person can possibly eat plus fifteen percent or whatever. Exactly. Right. They put that like they test it so you can't. The, the house always wins. So no, it's, it's a scam. It's a con, and I'm I'm, I'm absolutely not falling for it. No. So have you seen the deal though, Riley? Well, isn't it so like ch- you you get a T-shirt? Challenge- right? No, no, hang on. The challenge is a hundred. It costs a hundred dollars to attempt. Yeah. You have to complete the food in less than sixty minutes. Mm. Very normal rules. Mm-hmm. If you win, you get a $100 Big Roddy's voucher. Fair enough. You basically get your money back. I assume if you're willing to do the food challenge of Big Roddy's, you're likely to have to eat there again at some point in your life. That's whatever. Mm-hmm. You get your photo on the Hungry Horn Hero wall. You get a t-shirt. And Riley, you get 10% off for the rest of your life. Purchases of oh, Big Roddy's. I didn't see that. I didn't look into that. So do you want to know what the deal consists of? The challenge consists of? Yeah. I'm calling it a deal now. It's just a good deal. deal. We're not (laughs) sponsored by Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. I'm so confident in this that it's not a challenge. It's a deal. This is a bargain now. Yeah. Let's go. What are we getting for a hundred bucks? Full rack of pork ribs. Yeah. They look good. They look ripping. Double bone of beef ribs. Okay. Your choice of poutine or chili fries. Yeah. Chili fries also look really good. I'd leave the poutine. The poutine was wet. It was a very wet dish. A double serve of coleslaw. Oh, I don't waste my time with... Put that in the bin. All right, next. And the killer, Riley, this is where it gets it, is one kilogram of buffalo wings. Kilo buffalo wings? No, that's, I don't that's think a- that's where they're getting you because that's mostly bone. No, no. I think oh, I could put away a kilo of buffalo wings easy peasy. This doesn't say you don't have to eat the bone. Oh, you got to get it all down. That's how they get you, Dennis. <laughs> that's, that's, why the, that's why, that's why the, the Hungry Horn Wall was completely empty. There were just some pictures yeah. of people looking sad with broken teeth. <laughs> and a bunch of gravestones. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know that they're designed like this. And I know yeah. everybody always says this. It seems doable. Dennis, we've done this. We've done this. We can't retrace. I mean, we've, we're only 26, 27 episodes in, man. We can't, like, we can't retrace out like in a in a couple of hundred episodes sure we can come back and, and revisit you know, things yeah surely oh, at the moment i went we don't to, have to right go sl- slight jump ahead to my trip to vegas that is related to this oh we've landed um, we're here we've landed. In we've la- and we, we skipped past new york as well um have you ever been to the bacchanal buffet in vegas really no we've talked about that on the thing we talked about that on the show as well yeah huge big i mean it's well named bacchanal yeah yeah i went with my parents and my wife nikki Mm-hmm. And what happened every time to me when I go to a buffet, because we hadn't eaten all day, I was so hungry. That's smart. That's just, like, yeah, that's just good planning. Yep. Let's go. Eat mm-hmm. a plate and a half. And I'm like, mm, I'm quite full. <laughs> they thought of everything. It's, 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 it's pacing, man. That's it's the key a marathon, a not a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to know you can eat place on Sunday, right? What's, David what Mines, Australia's favorite magic player. He 
told me about this place. They do, I think, 20 different style, 20 different flavors of wings. Ooh. Right? All sorts of different ones. I'll be back with a full report next week. Um, but uh, he's already got his tier list, right? The um, the nacho cheese oh, one. He's a, he's, he's, garbage he's a regular, tier. Buffalo, rock solid. In the middle of the pack, though. He really loves the honey soy. He says that's really good. Not going to be a performer for me. I don't like my, I don't like my honey chicken, right? But I'll have a go at no, it. And I'll, uh, okay. uh, no, not really. I don't, it's, it's sweet. Like, I don't like... Chicken and waffles, because it's also very sweet. Dennis, I was going. I wanted to talk about mythology. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. You also, away. you also got. You, you also got, started the podcast, and you were like, "Oh, I'm worried. I talked too much about school and food." And, and here I, we are. That's all I've done. <laughs> okay, mythology. You love mythology. I love mythology. That's what I've been reading. Right. I was going to move from bookshops into books into reading. I've been collecting, um, uh, mythology anthologies, if you will. Right, myth anthology. Myth You can make there, but I can't. We can it. find it somewhere. But um, I really want to recommend people who want a nice, easy uh, on ramp into mythology because a lot of it's very dense and it's very boring uh-huh. and academic. A lot of it's three thousand years old. <laughs> Neil Gaiman rewrote a bunch mm. of Norse myths. It's just called Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Ten out of ten experience. Really, really good. But I've been going, Dennis, to, I, and the reason I want to talk about you because I know you're huge on this. I've been going very deep on Greek mythology. Oh baby, Greek myths. Stephen Fry, but, but, butter me up and call me. So- oh, Mythos. Yeah, Mythos, Heroes, and Troy. I haven't started. I haven't read Troy. I'm, I'm still reading through Mythos or through Heroes. Is Mythos, sorry. I have. I have the audiobook. I haven't started. Is it any good? It's there are some parts that are a bit like okay, a bit awkward, right? There are some parts that awkward in what like, sense? What do you mean? Like, so I want to I want to talk about the tone of the Greek myths because they're wild, man. They're yeah. wild, and a the, lot of I mean I've been told a lot of them gone. I was going to say, the vast majority of Greek myths start with Zeus turning into some kind of animal having, animal having sex with a woman. That's a, very, a that's large a portion of, of them open with that. We, <laughs> even if we go back to the um, the creation myths, right? When I was a kid, and I, you know, we learning about Greek mythology through child appropriate sources. You know, it's yep. just like, oh, and then Kronos jumped up, for, jumped out from behind the rock and used the sickle to slash at his father Uranus, and from his blood, the Furies blossomed out, and the goddess Aphrodite came out of the sea. I'm not going to go into detail here, but suffice to say that um, the myths do specify very, very specifically, I might add, where Cronus slashes Uranus. It's not just generic slashes, Dennis. They're very directed slashes at a very mm. certain part of his anatomy. And um, <clears throat> at a piece of anatomy that is in use at the time that... Uh, Cronus oh jumped my. out from behind the rock. So um, a lot more graphic than you'd think. Have had to uh, rely on, you know, more child-friendly sources when uh, telling these myths to kids at school as I was, you know, as I was interested in them when I was a kid. Haven't gone to all the grisly detail with them. But with Stephen Fry's retelling of them, they're very good and, you know, they're, they're, they're rock solid in terms of the, the characters and the identities and that sort of stuff. But some of the dialogue, because he puts modern dialogue into the books, which I think is supposed to make it approachable. But when Cronus so, kills so is, is, Uranus... Is it like Cronus is like, hey, bro, not cool? Like, what do you mean? It is exactly that, right? And Cronus goes... Because oh. Cronus gets cursed by Uranus, right? So the story yeah. is Uranus, the, the sky, and Gaia, the earth, together they gave birth to the 12 Titans, or Gaia did. Um, and then the, the Cyclopes and the Hecatonchires and a whole lot of others. Anyway, that's not the point. That's the creation myth. Cronus kills his father, Uranus, or at least undoes him. He, he can't really destroy a primordial, primordial deity. A lot of the whatever. time, depending on the thing, sometimes he just gets chucked into Tart- Tartarus and that's it. Yeah. Whatever it is, right? He got exiled into the sky. Whatever the case. Anyway, when this 
showdown between father and son is happening. And when Uranos points his finger at Cronus and curses him, right, to be betrayed by his children as he was betrayed by his, in Fry's telling of the version, Cronus turns and goes, sorry, daddy, you don't have any power over me anymore. And it's just like, it's just, that really is just really making me, it's making me cringe so hard my teeth are going to shatter. Like, but I don't like that. The dialogue is terrible, but the narratives themselves Sorry, are Sorry, Daddy, now watch me whip and watch me nae And watch <laughs> me nae as well as, as I become the king of the universe. But look, if you want to get across the stories and you want them in an easily digestible way and you can stomach a bit of poorly written dialogue, um, can't recommend them highly enough. But Dennis, I know you love Greek well, mythology. Well, I was just asking, what ignited your love for mythology as a child, Riley? Because I have a very I have a definitive pinpoint for mine. Uh, well, we I actually I went to a very weird type of school called a Steiner school, right? Where you actually do a lot of cultural studies. Uh, you learn about That's art nice. and culture and history and religion, all sorts of stuff like that. So we actually actually studied them in in primary school. We actually went to the length of you know oh, a, learning about a, these a, ancient there's pantheons. A Steiner, there's, a, there's a Steiner school in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. It's almost like a cult. I certainly wouldn't recommend it. It's it's a very very strange. I wouldn't recommend it. To, a Steiner Waldorf. Not school yeah anthroposophy and stuff it's it's not it's uh, yeah anyway um but one of the one of the good things about it Ooh, is no homework hold on a sec whoa hang on. well that's just sort of in line with modern pedagogy Mod, like homework is completely useless in my opinion anyway but one thing i did um, come no. away from that is with a lot of a lot of knowledge of uh, a lot of ancient cultures we did uh, ancient rome ancient greece ancient india uh, Mesopotamia. We did. Um, we and the thing I actually liked about it, a point in its favour, is we also learned Jewish and Christian and Muslim mythology in the same breath as Greek and Roman. So, as in, like, oh, here are all these myths about these ancient gods. They're not true, mm. but here the ones about Jesus are. All the ancient, all the Jewish and Christian and Islamic, all the religions, in other words, that are still alive today, were taught in the same breath as these other ones, as in, like, these are also mythical stories. They're not necessarily true, which I did enjoy that. I did enjoy the even-handedness of that. Um, but that was what sort of got me into myth and legend at, at that time. But for you, what, what, what was it for you? I think I remember. So my... Was it God of War? No, before that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my father, I asked my father to pick up a video game for me. Mm-hmm. And he did. And he bought the wrong game, Riley. You Our asked for war and, and what did you get? No, no. Super Monkey Ball. I asked, for, I asked for Age of Empires and I got Age of Mythology. Oh, dude, I reinstalled Age. It was on sale on Steam and I, I bought it again because I can't, I mean, I, well, I was going to say I can't find the disc, but even if I did have the disc, what would I put it into? Yeah. <laughs> no, I bought it. Like four, it into the monitor. It was like $14 on Steam, dude, and I started playing it as Arkantos. And I still remember all the voice lines, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a good game. Such but a good game, that, dude. I played that game to death. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, even in the remake that I have, I have 25 hours on it. None of that's the campaign. It's just playing with multiplayer and stuff. Um, that game and the music. Oh, mm. yeah. That game ignited my love for uh, Greek mythology. And I have a fond memory. I think I've told this the fuck as far. I certainly told you. My mother's proudest memory of me is when I went to the library when I was, I must have been seven or eight. Oh, yeah. You have told this. Yeah. Let's, let's get across it again. That's a good story. And I was like, oh, do you have any, um, any like works by Homer? And mm. the lovely librarian bless her heart, was like, yeah, of course, no problem. She came back with, like, a bunch of, like, Simpsons books for kids. Mm. And my mom was like, no, no, no. My son would like ancient Greek poetry, please. Because <laughs> I wanted to read I'm looking for the, the Iliad, Iliad, please. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, I, I, was, I was way into it. I remember I talked to you about um, 
uh, Atticus the Storyteller. It was a book I used to have when I was a kid about all these mm-hmm. different Greek bits and stuff. I was way into it. And it was yep. but pure happenstance because my dad bought yep. Asian mythology instead yep. of... And it stuck. They can't, they can't all be winners, though. One time my dad bought me a Mensa game for the PC and I thought it was very, very boring. And it was very boring. So we went back about Animaniacs paintball instead. So they can't all be winners. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah don't get them all right, but still. Um, but one thing that I... Obviously, one of the reasons I've been... One of the well, I guess one of the things that I've done as a result of having gotten back into myth and legend recently is I've been incorporating these stories because as a substitute teacher, you have to be you have to be on your feet, you have to be because re- sometimes teachers call in sick that day, no lesson plans, nothing. They're just chucking into the classroom like make sure the kids don't uh, end up, you know, what what you no, do is no, largely no, irrelevant no. as long as they're sort of roughly in the same configuration as they were at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Right? If, as long as it's the same number of fingers and toes at the end of the day as you're at the start, you're good. Later. Exactly right. You know, try to keep the the, the, the tears and all that sort of stuff to a minimum. Make sure they don't claw each other's eyes out, right? So, you know, I've got a, a sort of little haversack full of lessons and stuff that I can use. But one of the things that I love to do is tell stories to kids. One of my favorite things to do of all time is tell stories with kids, right? And so I bought um, a bunch of different right, that's books, a good, right? That's a big part of Steiner Waldorf education, isn't it? Read to your parents. Have your parents read to you. Isn't that a big part of the whole thing? It probably is. And can I tell you, if there are any <laughs> parents out there, if you want, I mean, I know you Having a having a laugh here, but honestly, if there is one thing, one I mean, I'm te- I'm speaking now as a trained educational professional. As we get back to school chat again, damn it. There's <laughs> one thing you do to improve your child's literacy, understanding, comprehension, reading, like just everything that they like, even just general development as a person. Read with your kids. Read with your kids half an hour a day. Have them read to you for half of it. You read to them for half of it. Correct the mistakes that they make. Help them with the spelling patterns in an informal and a fun way. It doesn't have to feel like a lesson. Read with your kids. It's the easiest way to help your children develop their their literacy skills. Their like anyway. Anyway, so I've been reading with these kids and it's great. Except of course, the Greek myths, as you know, are wild Holy pretty moly. saucy pretty violent and it's, pretty saucy most of the gods are shagging each other at some point and also yeah, a lot of them are you, related yeah they're an hbo show let's be honest so, I, so i was telling I was, I was talking about the titanomachy right when the when the greek gods fought the titans and when zeus overthrew mm-hmm. right and i was saying about you know oh, cronus his, his youngest son zeus overthrew him that sort of stuff and then when zeus won the war and he crowned himself the king of the gods set up shop on mount olympus and he married hera and they had a, and one of the kids oh whoa, 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 hang on hang on hang on what I'm like, and he married Hera, and they had, and I was, and the kids goes, his sister, and I was like, oh no, I was really hoping you wouldn't figure that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all creation myths have that problem, right? Because there well, has to only be a couple people like, at the start, right? Yeah. I said, who else is he going to marry, man? There's only six of them. What's he going to do? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was telling about like the the story. Hey, that means, that, that, that's good. Though. That means they're paying attention. I mean, yeah, that's it. And then I was telling the story about like Hades and Persephone, and uh, and then and then they were saying, but hang on, if Demeter is is Hades' brother. That means Persephone is... I'm like, kids, it's just a story. It's just a story. You don't need to... It's, Let's it's not get into the story. family trees too yeah, much. Yeah, because it's... I mean, it's it's just one line all the way down. It's not much of a tree, Dennis. It's one of those redwoods that, you know, the trunk goes mm-hmm. all... It doesn't have a lot of branches, you know? <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, early early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, 
we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up.